Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. everyone to another episode of the unqualified therapist we are back in the studio <laughs> you bet your ass we are we don't know how we got everything set up and i don't think it's set up correctly still but you know what we're here it's recording i can see our words recording fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't goodness. know why but i thought you were gonna say something dirty when you said fingers <laughs> because like, of the way the night is where gone is this going <laughs> Did you get excited or did you get like terrified? No, I kind of got excited. <laughs> I was like, where is this conversation going? And man, did that start off with a bang. That is not where we're headed today. <laughs> oh my it's a goodness. Unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but you know, there are other things to discuss. So many other things to discuss. So like many other. how satisfying it was. To watch your face as you took your bra off <laughs> and let your boobies be free from I, their cage. I um, she was wearing a shirt. She she did the, the trick where you can take it off without yeah, taking your shirt yeah. off. And just this the the look of like oh pure my God, joy. Guys. Like I am still on the hunt for the perfect bra. And honestly, like I just need a tank top for a, a 38 triple D. That's like, is that a thing? Like, I want, I just oh, want to wear want something a tank lightweight. Top. I see what like, you're saying. I just, like, I love the black tank top, and if I could just wear a tank top. But did you ever see the tank tops that have the built-in bras? Yeah, that's not going to work for it's yours. Like, it's like a fourth of my yeah, booby gets in there. <laughs> There's no way you yeah. you can't do that. No. Um, so I have I have pretty much tried everything. I mean, if you want to share with me anything that you know that I might not, but I probably do. My boobs aren't that as not big you. as yours. I'm talking oh. to our listeners. I was like, I got to see, girlfriend. <laughs> no, I was just kind of thinking. I got to pick my size. I know. I like, just, how how large would you like to go? Just so heavy. Yeah. that's. I was a double D before my mastectomy. And then when he asked me what I wanted to yeah. be, I said, I want to be a C. So I got to pick a smaller size, which was like. Yeah. Mm. I mean. I, random. I am fine with them, except that, like, I just want the bra to not hurt. Well. Of course you That's do. It. It, it's a, it puts me in a bitchy mood to start the day. Have, and I really feel like COVID bralettes? fucked me because I didn't yeah. wear a bra for so long. Yeah. yeah. And so now wearing a bra is just like the most confining, horrible yeah. thing. Well, it's horrible regardless. Yeah. Are you able to wear bralettes? Do they make bralettes for Triple um, D? I have about 12 in my closet that none of them work. Uh, I've tried every bralette known to man yeah. yeah i i cannot wear underwire because it hurts my scars like, so, so i got bad. a bunch of non-underwire yeah. and they hurt just as bad if not more how do they suffocate me somebody out there has to know something help guys help 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 all right so we are back after our live events and our live show, which was surreal on a thousand levels. Yeah. Seriously. Um, we, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. To reflect on it is just an odd thing because it still doesn't really feel like it was real. Yeah, I agree. And so I was very pleased, though, listening back to it, how it sounded. Because I tell you what, when we do these shows, 
I have no idea what we say. And by that, I mean also in the studio. Like, I'm like, I don't even yeah, know what yeah. just happened. Right. Um, but listening back, I was like, okay. Whew. You're like, okay, we didn't say anything. <laughs> it was actually Super good. We're good. We're good. So, yeah. Uh, that was fun, though. It was, like, so much fun. Yeah. It felt good to have people there. I was terrified. And yes. um, as you all know, if you listen to it, but it felt good to have like people there. Cause it's like, you know, speaking out into the void sometimes and we don't know who's actually listening. So it is. And sometimes that's fun. <laughs> yeah. It, I, yeah. Cause then it's, it's like a little less pressure. Whatever we want. Nobody's but, listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then like waiting for your like joke to hit, you're like, Oh, Ooh. Good. <laughs> I guess this is what stand ups like. <laughs> I would be the worst. I've always wanted like, to do it. Why aren't you laughing at me? I've always wanted to do it. And I feel like that would be the problem. I'd be like, Motherfucker, that was funny. That was funny. Like, that was funny. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Bitch, laugh. <laughs> yeah, I would be terrible because I would seriously call people. I'd be like, why aren't you laughing? Are you having a bad day? Let's talk about it. Because uh, I do this other thing, you know, where I have like an unqualified therapist. <laughs> so, so, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, how, like, how much I have changed my perceptions on things since we've started doing this. Same. And like little stuff. I remember talking about chakras and talking about how I didn't believe in crystals. Yeah. And if you look at my windowsill. I see they're full. <laughs> it's like full of crystals. Then we're going to go get them New Orleans crystals. <laughs> oh, they're going to so have more excited. power. Yes. Get them right from the witches. Yes. It's going to be your guys. I'm turning 40. Mm-hmm at the end of the month and we are going to new Orleans before the world shuts down again and <laughs> we're fully vaccinated. We are going to wear masks and make all, bad, all the decisions. bad decisions, all of them, all the things that we've like kept it together. Mm-hmm. No longer. I want to explore the voodoo aspect of new Orleans. Ooh. I want to look at the witchy side of everything we're, and mm-hmm. I want to see so many ghosts. So, so many ghosts. With all of that, we decided that our bonus episode for Patreon is going to be a tell-all yes. of all of the spooky voodoo witchy shit that we yes. explore and find, and we're gonna do a bunch discover. of haunted tours. We're gonna get reading card readings done, yeah. and all the witchy shit is gonna be on Patreon. Yes, this and is like so that is my my space yeah. that makes me so happy i'm so excited so if it. you are interested in catching that episode later on this month you should check out patreon you should for that for all other bonus stuff that you get on there which is like a crap load of stuff yeah and um but also because you're supporting a mental health organization and um us our mission in getting the word out there and letting people not feel like they're not alone and trying to remove that mental health stigma so yeah. I mean, so you're getting stuff, but you're also really supporting a great cause. And sometimes it's hard to help when you don't have time or when you are just, that's not going to fit into your life right now. So, you know, five bucks a month, that can help so much. I wonder if that's a tax write-off. I don't know. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. We'll have to look that one up. <laughs> I, I mean, Stay no, I, don't, I don't think it is. Because it's, we're not actually a registered nonprofit. Ah, I see. True story. Although we are definitely a nonprofit. <laughs> we are so nonprofit that, oh my God, that should be one. You know how like on TikTok or in Reels, they're like, show me that you blank yes, without, without, <laughs> show me that you're a nonprofit without telling me. <laughs> oh my God. So and nice. I couldn't even, I, I don't even know yes, where to start. I don't either. With the absurdities of how we survive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. All right. So this week I am trying to get some things done. Oh dear <laughs> God. Stupid, like, what? Whatever. Like, like doctor's appointments oh, and oh. my car needed an inspection. Gosh. Yeah. So the ins- I hate doing that shit. I do too. And the reason, the number one reason I'm leasing is because no matter what, no matter what they try to throw one woman back there or something, 
you still are treated differently as a woman at the mechanics every time. Hell yeah. I every time. 100% so I don't want to have anything wrong with my car. Yeah. Because I don't want to fucking deal with the mechanics and they're like talking down to me bullshit. Did you just spill? No, my drink. Yes, my drink has been like pouring down my chin all night. <laughs> and I don't, I swear to God, I know how to drink. Because, <laughs> you know, white claw and all. <laughs> it likes to go down your face. It does. Uh, so I leased a car. With that comes less maintenance, mm-hmm. if any, and free inspections. Nice. So I decided to go, obviously, there to get it done. Yeah. So I make an appointment thinking this will be an hour long because mm-hmm. it's just an inspection. And I get there and I like give the guy my stuff. I go into the waiting room. I'm like, for fuck's sake, um, there's got to be at least 12 people in there. Ugh. And I was just like, what is happening? So I just decided to go with it and did some uh, podcast stuff on my phone. I got back to people. I read my book. You know, all of these things. We're in like, I don't know, hour three. Oh, no. Yeah, the third hour. Nope. I would have been and like, I, hey, can I just have my keys? I've um, already switched seats. Like, I'm like, I'm like, just, I tr- oh, <laughs> this is great. I tried to have their coffee. You didn't. It was worse than gas station coffee. I was going to say, it was your so stomach bad. survived. It was so, so bad. So anyway, so I sit back down and I've been watching, of course, because this is what I do. I observe everyone in the mm-hmm. room and I come up with stories about them and I just all of these things. So this young girl, I'm thinking like 20, 19, 20, like in between 19 and 22. Two, maybe. She, Very specific. <laughs> because I was trying to really figure out as I was like figuring out her story what yeah. she was up to. Mm-hmm. And so, and you can hear everything. Anybody that talks yeah. to anybody, you can hear it. And so she was saying that she was like, um, gonna go to work after and all these things. And so she's in the corner and um, she's been getting a lot of phone calls, but she gets another phone call and I'm like, and I have had this phone call multiple times. So I know the phone call and I'm like, fuck. Oh no. So I hear her go, what? <gasps> what? And then all of a sudden she starts like heaving, <gasps> crying. No. Heaving, crying, like sobbing, sobbing. And I'm like, well, clearly someone's dead. Yep. So I'm like, fuck. And okay. So then there was this, this oh my God, I have chills yeah. everywhere. So of course, cause this is what men do. I suppose. I don't even know, but all the men in the room, it's just me and her look at me and are like, she okay. I'm like, I we're best friends. Cause we have vaginas. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you fucking mean? Is she okay? But they're all like mouthing to me. Is she okay? And oh, I'm like, my am I the resident like helper? Cause I got boobs. Like, yeah. I don't understand this. Yeah. So I, but, but in, in my heart, I was like, okay, Oh, oh no. God, this could go so many different ways. Like, I don't want to invade her privacy, but right. at the same time, like, what if she is just destroyed? Yeah. So I hear her do a couple more phone calls. She calls a friend to ask her to go to the hospital to say goodbye to her grandma. It was weird. She like went in for a UTI and had ended up having bleeding in her brain. Oh my God. And wasn't going to make it and didn't want to have well, the I surgery. I told you my mom had a UTI and was in the ICU and went, was septic. Like that's just weird how many, that's not the first or second time I've heard that, that a UTI. I, God, <laughs> that's her name. I know. <laughs> that a UTI causes death. Yes. It, I like, or like untreated. Begins to like, yeah. So she's and then she's telling um her work what happened and then finally so she's over there like sobbing Ugh. and i'm like thinking to myself i'm like oh my god i'm like do i take this on because i'm already in a spot like right. what's going on so finally i'm like hey i was like i'm really sorry for what's going on right yeah. now and i said i i know phone calls like that are the worst and they change like the direction of your day and life yep. in a split second and then the poor girl just like unloaded on me and Aww. was like, my heart just broke for her. Um, she, she was very young and oh, you know, it was like, so she hadn't terrible. seen any heartache yet. Yeah. So I could see that in her eyes. Like she yeah. was just like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, right. I don't know how to comprehend this. 
So I talked to her for a while and I just thought, you know, I don't know if we're all supposed to do things like that because that can be like a little bit invasive, but I really tried to like read the situation and decide. And then finally I was just like, fuck it. And I just did it. And I definitely feel like it was the right choice because like like, she thanked me a million times. And as she left, she thanked me and all of these things. And she, it was just this weird, like human interaction Mm -hmm. in a situation where I wanted to like cut somebody. Yeah. Because I've been there 3.5 hours now. Right. With no food. I was hangry too because I hadn't eaten yet. And it was just like a bad situation. But I guess like for me, the lesson was, is that if I'm still aware and reflective and trying to like stay present, like I can find there's other things happening that aren't just me being like pissed off that I'm waiting. And like there's other Mm. ways that like. I can be of use. You were supposed to be there for three and a half hours. Yeah. Yep. So. Wow. Yeah. So I like won that moment, but I fucked up like every other moment of my week. So don't anybody (laughs) think like, oh, she's so (laughs) present in her life. (laughs) No. Nah. People, nah. (laughs) Um, So I just, I really liked that. Uh, Oh my gosh. That interaction that I had with this young girl and I, you know, what just fell over? It was the wine holder stopper. Uh, purple. Okay. I'm just, I just, did that fall over out of nowhere? And I bumped the table. Oh, okay. Whew. I was, I you think maybe her were, grandma came and like, was I like, didn't hey, know. I didn't know. I mean, she might be here. She might. I mean, that's cool. If she is, she could be hanging out with your dad. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. That was, I don't know if that would be wild or weird. Mm, I mean, maybe a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. Because it's just a little abnormal thing that happened in what would be a very, like, like, not monotonous, but mundane task of taking your car in for for an inspection. Oh, side note. Oh, dear. They came out and they were like, well... I know it's been three hours and we apologize because that's our fault. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> uh, but you need two new tires. So I was like, uh-huh. and like they gave me a price and I was like, honest to God, I don't fucking care. Just I was get, like, just get me, get out, me of here. out of here. Yeah. And so it's, it's fine. I am happy that I could be of service to her. I just think the hard part about that is knowing when and where. Mm hmm. You know, like I think when it, to yeah. intersect somebody else's life and when to let it be. Yeah. I think reading the situation is always a good idea. Yeah. And I think that it's probably best to always put something out there than to not say anything at all. Right. Because that's what we always <clears throat> say. Right. Yes. Because then they can have the option to say like, oh, thank you and be done with it. Yeah. Or take the option to connect with you like she did yeah yeah but that's tough because it's nerve-wracking too because you also it's like we've talked about this a million times that yes we've experienced a lot of death and heartache but when it happens to someone else yes like we're (laughs) still like uh because it's just it's just a situation where you just don't know because it's not your situation right now yep you don't have someone dying this minute right doesn't matter that they've already died. Like, right. yes, I also lost my grandma this year. Right. But that's not the same because it happened. It didn't happen today. Yeah. So. And while we can remember that feeling. Yeah. And recall it very easily. You still. Those first moments. Oof. Right. Like mm-hmm. those first moments. Oh, man. Those are sucker punches. Like, what a terrible place to be at um, the mechanic and get that phone call. And she was so surrounded by she people was like you don't know. Sobbing, like, and I just thought, oh my gosh, like, oh poor thing. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was that was just a very interesting situation that I ran into this week. That is wild and weird. Yeah. What about you? Well, I had <laughs> I had a wild and weird dream. Ooh, but. It's like so, I mean, I'm wondering if I just need to stop smoking weed before I go to bed. 
because oh, it's like that wild. it was like well it was just very existential like oh my god as much as i love existentialism like i hate it yes because as i've been i know i just cut you off i'm That's sorry right but i've been like trying to journal about my depression mm. and it's existentialism mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah why why are we here there's no point to any of this it, right like it's like <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. so <laughs> i'm it's weird like i am i'm uncomfortable talking about this but i'm also not um i'm uncomfortable because of the i feel like i have this like shame and embarrassment for being white Mm. um and so i also get some shame and stuff when i talk about experiences where that is uh a privilege for me sure so i had a dream about it and I your had a privilege. Yes, I had a dream about, about my your privilege. privilege. Yes, I did. So Whoa, I, I've never heard of such. A, I know. Okay, I cannot wait. Go. Okay, so I'm in a car with a black woman that I don't know, and this is so specific. I know, I know. And um, we get pulled over, and I have this chance from the police officer. To you, he says, "Do you want to use your white privilege oh, right now?" My God, like it's a game, like it's yes. a card that you have yes, that I can pocket. pull out and mm-hmm. say, "Yes, I would like to to turn yeah. this in," or do you want to stay like um, tied to this woman, and you both are going to get the same punishment, and oh, you're I both going like, to be going to jail? Your white privilege would get her out of trouble no. too. Nope. He was like, do you want to use this white privilege to get you like a get out of jail free card, but she's still going to go to jail or are you going to like in solidarity go with her? Oh my God. And in my dream, I thought I, I was like, I need to say that I'm going to stay, I'm going to be in solidarity and I'm going to go with her. Yeah. But I, I stopped and I was like, oh my God, I want to use my white privilege. Wow. And I thought, I was like, but this isn't right, but it's making me, I'm so scared right now. And it was almost like the cop um, said that like it was a uh, like a line off screen, and yeah. then like the scene starts to replay. Or like a choose your own adventure. But he hadn't actually said that to me, oh. and it was sort of like a, he had said it, but it was like a an un like spoken communication. Yeah. yeah. And now was my time to like make my decision on what I was going to have to do. And I was terrified and I thought, I'm like, what's going to happen? And by doing that and being in solidarity with her, I would then, my skin color would also change and I would then have to live out the rest of my life as a black woman. Like this dream, I'm telling you what. My mouth is like hanging open because who has dreams this specific and this like, and so spot yeah. on yes. of life. Yes, it is. So So I was like, you know, because I, I in, in waking life have had a lot of thoughts about I want to know, I want to be able to help better. How do I help better? I don't, I, I know some things I can do, but I want to do more. Mm-hmm. I want to help better. I just want to be better. And, um, I think that's, that's why I dreamt that. Yeah. And then when I was dreaming it, I was thinking to myself, okay, you wanted this. Yeah. You wanted to know how, why are you so scared? And, and I was like, I'm scared because they're scared. Yeah. I'm scared because that's the natural reaction that they, you know, that one of any person of color could have in, in a situation of being pulled over. Um, or any other situation sure. where there's, you know, privilege. And uh, it was just, so for me, there's like, <laughs> I don't know why there's like sh- shame behind it, but I guess because I thought in my dream, I was like, wait, 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 hold because on. Because you didn't give an answer right away or something. Yes. Because I wasn't right off the bat. Like but I'm going in solidarity. I really feel like that's such a complex idea that I think could be put in front of more people like yeah. like so there's two things that are happening there one you're gonna get in trouble mm-hmm. 
And two, you're also like, you're not just going to not use your white privilege. You're losing it. Losing it completely. Forever. For the rest of your life. Yeah. So I think for white people, myself included, that makes me think, am I really in solidarity? Right. That's what I started. Exactly. And I question, as you're telling the story, what Mm -hmm. I would do and why am I questioning it is what irritates me. Same. And that's why I woke up very upset with myself. I mean, whew. but then I also think, to think as well, like, am I, am I, is that again, like, I mean, that's privilege right there. Having that dream is a fucking privilege to be able to just then wake up and be like, oh, well, it was just a dream. I don't have to make that decision. And so I think that's also irritating to me. I just, I just hate that this is how our life is. I hate that this is, that there are humans that are dehumanized and that there are existential questions like this that even exist because of the way that our society works. And the fact that like the fact we can even have these questions is such a privilege. Exactly. Yeah. And... Yeah, I I think that you posing that is really thought provoking. So I'm not even sure. Like maybe you had the dream to share it because I think that's oh that is a situation I have not heard anyone present to someone before. Right, right. Especially a person, a white person who's like wanting to be an ally or an advocate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I just, I, I got like real mad at myself for even questioning myself and, and not taking that choice right away. And then it just, you know, it was a whole spiral. It was a whole thing where I was like, am I a bad person? And you know, and I, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> that was, my... I don't think so, but I do think it's honest. And that's, yeah, I was like, I'm kind of embarrassed to share this, but. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think you should be. I think it's really honest. And I think that all of us should reflect on that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also like who the fuck dreams like that specific and remembers it? My dreams. Do you keep a dream journal? No, but I can tell Like I can recall to you dreams that I've had like years ago because my dreams are so vivid. It's really rare. I just watched the... Have you watched ever the explained documentary? It's like 20, 30 minutes on Netflix. Um, I watched one and I can't remember what it was for. Well, they have a new one now on the brain or the mental side of things. And it's fascinating. There's one on anxiety. There's one on dreams. And I watched the dreams one and that's not common for people to remember like that. People work really hard to remember. Like there's practices and exercises you can do. I should write it down. Like I should write them down. What if it's telling us a something that's like piece by piece? Yeah, I should definitely write them down. And you know what, though? It's not I don't wake up every night and I'm able to be able to recall things like that. Yeah. In fact, I wake up um, a lot of mornings knowing that I had a super vivid dream, but I was so deep yeah. in sleep that I can't give you the details for it and I can't recall it. And it drives me insane. It's like trying to remember um you know, that thing you were supposed to yes. do and you can't remember what sure. it is It all day long. And it just, it'll bother me. It bothers me all day long. And it'll even bother me the next day if I didn't. Oh, like, wow. It's, it, it tugs at me like hard. I, my subconscious is definitely a source of working through things like it is for everybody. Sure. But I think it's a lot of um, things I don't allow myself to think about when I'm awake. I think you're going to, I think you would really like that like little tidbit. Yeah. It's really interesting to hear what scientists believe it is. Yeah. We need to do an episode. I was going to say, I'm going to stop now because there's yes. so many things I want to say about it, Yes, <laughs> but that's not the episode. So. I know. And dre- <laughs> like dreams have always fascinated me. I did a, um, my senior like thesis in high school. I, uh, did it on the need to dream because if there's an actual like physiological need for your body to, to dream because of the, like the state that your body's in Mm -hmm. right to rest. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. So we'll definitely have to do an episode on that because it is definitely wild and weird. The the world of dreams (laughs) for sure. Yeah. All right. Everybody get ready. Get ready. (laughs) 
I don't even know if you heard it. That was my white claw. That was her white claw. Oh, dear. Okay. In her custom koozie where there's a white claw, there's a way. Amy said that. (laughs) If you did not get a chance to come to the show or get any um, swag, we have a website that we're going to share with you. And we also have, I believe, some still that you could buy. And we can ship out to you. Yes. We so, do. if you want some um, UTI, some UTI that doesn't kill you, <laughs> inducing UTI, I hope it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe we could bore somebody to death. <sighs> That'd be bad. <laughs> so, up next, we have a fun conversation with an artist, Ashley Kincaid. She's going to introduce us to a really fun artistic way to meditate. Yeah. I continually call it Zen doodling. I know. <laughs> it is not. It is Zen tangle. It's a really cool thing that I think that a lot of us do without realizing it. Yeah. Oh, good point. Definitely not in the beautiful manner that it's done by no. Ashley. But, you know, when I am listening to something or whatever, and I'm like just putting circle after circle after circle. Yeah. 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 So we Zen hope- tangle sounds very like, um, very like in the in the artistic world then doodle sounds like a children's toy like do you remember those things that you would stick your pen in and like make the spiral things like that's what it sounds like yes yes i do remember that spirograph yes it does you're right zen doodle (laughs) you know what then i'm a zen doodler okay Get your Zen Doodle now. Two zen, for one. Get your Zen Doodle on. Get your Zen Doodle on. Could you imagine that being a commercial for me? Get your Zen Doodle on. Yes, I can. It's a party of mental health toolbox. And, and for Just some reason, in my head. Why is my voice like that? I don't know, but in my head for this commercial, you're wearing blue lipstick. I don't know why. <laughs> she sees the future. That's why. And there's like a '90s pattern behind you of like squiggles and triangles, and what you're am holding I though. What a Zen doodle? I don't know. It's the Zen doodle, and you're holding the the Zen doodle or in your hands. You would need blank paper. <laughs> like, it's like I'm selling <laughs> your Zen doodle kit. It's markers and blank paper. It's a sharpie and white paper. <laughs> Brought to you by forty nine ninety five. <laughs> Only one time payment of forty nine ninety five. Free shipping and handling. Oh my gosh. Okay, that went down a path. <laughs> it sure did. Oh. oh. Please it, come back after this commercial does break. Does it help that it's twelve in the morning? Does it that does. give us some grace? It's twelve fifteen to be exact. Oh. <laughs> she just zen doodled herself. I did. I she flipped my marker. marker. And it hit me oh in the gosh. booby. Okay. So after this little break, you will get to hear from Ashley and that conversation we had with her. Yes. Which we are not this loopy. No. Because it was, already happened. Yes. That was at a different <laughs> so, time of day. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Enjoy. Bye. We have a special guest tonight and her name is Ashley Kincaid and... A little behind the scenes situation is that this is our second time talking with Ashley because one of those beautiful technology things she didn't record and neither did Sarah. So you would have just listened to me <laughs> talk to no, no one. one and just we weren't sure that was like something you were up for. Yeah. I mean, I listened to it for like a good 30 know, like seconds minute and I was like, I don't know how much I love this. It's just me. Just, you know, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> So we are so happy that Ashley came back to talk to us again so that we can share this with all of you. Um, Ashley's going to tell us a little bit about herself and her interesting, um, the interesting thing that she does is called Zen Tangle. Hi, Ashley. Hi. I'm so glad to meet with you guys again. We're so um, happy you're here again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I'm Ashley Kincaid and I created the Type For Me project, um, which I host on Instagram. And basically I work with other people to develop artwork entirely in black and white uh, to bring awareness to the black and white thinking that's prevalent in those um, who've experienced trauma or who suffer mental illnesses because black and white thinking is really uh it's a big part of those two issues. 
Um, and I do a art form called Zentangling in my artwork, and it's good for those that have anxiety because it's a very repetitious uh, art form. You do like repetitive lines and circles and different shapes. If you're listening right now, well, you are because you just heard me say that. Um, <laughs> while you're listening, hop over to Instagram and pull up type the number four me and look at these drawings while we're talking to Ashley. Um, it's the most beautiful Instagram page. It is. <laughs> it really is. Thank you. And I really like how you said that the black and white thinking of mental illness. Um, I used to say a lot with my husband uh, that we were, lived in the gray and that people didn't quite get that is that we, we had to live in this gray area um, when the world kind of saw it as black and white, good or bad, you know, that sort of thing. So how did you get started doing this, this type of art? Um, so I went to school to be a graphic designer um, and I've always done artwork from a very young age. I did artwork with my mother and um, over the years, it's definitely changed what my artwork means and what I want it to be for other people. Um, I'm a trauma survivor, and I have done a lot of research and spent a lot of time like looking for healthy coping mechanisms um, and outlets for my own mental health struggles. And so I stumbled so across it. you just kind of came upon it? Um. Yeah, I just kind of looked for different art techniques that, you know, I know art therapy is a really big thing, and um, I use that to kind of channel my anxiety through that. Do you teach any art therapy, or is this art therapy that you have attended as a, a patient? Like, how did you find, because I feel like art therapy is such a beautiful mm -hmm. thing and a, such a helpful thing, but it's hard to find. Um, I have not done any art therapy. Um I think that would be a really cool thing for me to do in the future. And I would like to yeah. become like a certified Zentangle teacher um, when I get the time to actually devote to doing that. Yeah. So is that a thing, <laughs> a certified Zentangle teacher? Yeah, you can. You can uh, awesome. um, attend one of their seminars. You, uh, they, they host them all over the world um, and here in the U.S. I think the next one coming up is supposed to be in like New England or Vermont or something. But wow. um that would be in 2022. I, I, so I haven't done any formal art therapy sessions or anything. Type for me started as just an outlet for me to kind of develop my skills as a graphic designer. Um, so hand lettering, photo manipulation, and other design works. Yeah. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, uh, piece of arts piece of arts you have gorgeous pieces of art on your i'm going to say that again so it doesn't sound like i'm like mm -hmm. emphasizing mm -hmm. you have gorgeous pieces of arts on your instagram they are absolutely beautiful i actually follow you on instagram so i look every day to see oh, what's new you. and um it's just so it's so drawing to the eye and it and it's calming to look at too. And I have to say that since we talked the last time, I've been trying it. So like when That's we awesome. Yeah. When we interview somebody, if I'm starting to feel a little bit nervous, I start to doodle on in my book. And um so I've been trying it a lot. I did it this morning when we were watching something and they um they were talking about like pain and I started like drawing the word pain and then putting like designs all around it. And I don't know, it's, it helps a lot because I start to get fidgety and I don't know sometimes if that's my anxiety or if that's me just like, cause I have ADHD too, if that's just me losing focus, either way, it's drawing me back into the moment and keeping me where I am and helping me feel so much more calm. Like it helps so much. So I, oh, I just awesome. want to like, you know, that we were able to connect because it's been something, I mean, I am no artist. <laughs> yeah, and neither am I, but and I and I didn't realize subconsciously that I had been doing this my whole life um because I could before I know it have an entire page of swirlies and then like circles and then like you know starting in the middle and coming around mm -hmm. and around and it's the entire page with like a word in the middle or something um I I must do it like subconsciously. I don't even think about it, but I think that also, it's good because when you're feeling that way, the other thing you want to do is pick up your phone. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so it kind of stops you from doing that, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, you know, spending 30 minutes mindlessly scrolling through, you know, um, social media or other things, which in and of itself can be anxiety inducing. Um, yes. Because then you have like comparison syndrome where you're trying to compare yourself and what's going on in right. your life with other people's, um, you know, that instead you have created something. And I think that's wonderful. That's awesome. It is. I love creating things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and that's, that was my first go-to when we, when we're like watching something, cause I can't focus, like I'll pick up my phone and my husband's always yeah. like, are you paying attention? Are you watching? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like half like one eye there, one eye down here. So when I was started doing that while we're spending time together, it helps him to feel more like I'm in the moment with him, that I'm not ignoring him. And it helps me to feel that as well. So I think it's just, it's, it's a really cool practice. I've noticed too, um, that my students do it. And I learned from my husband who we would be, when we took like classes together, we were going back to school together and all these things. And he, I was like, why are you not paying attention? <laughs> and he's like, this is the way I pay attention is to make all of these little drawings. And so I learned that that's just the way that people can focus better. So, yeah. yeah so I, I also like- wanted to say that I'm, I've been waiting for this episode to drop, to share a beaut the most beautiful piece of artwork that you made for me. It is absolutely gorgeous and so meaningful. Um, so I'm going to let you tell us about it. Okay. Um, yeah, no, after we had met the last time, I mean, I had listened to a few of your guys' show, um, but I hadn't reached the episode about Devoted to Scott, and um, which is, you know, Amy's husband, and he suffered from bipolar disorder, and um, that was just a really moving episode, and it literally brought me to tears, uh, and... I mean, anybody that knows me, it takes a lot to make me cry. So, (laughs) but I was very moved. And actually, when you mentioned the movie Memento uh, Memento in that uh, episode, my fiance and I, we've watched that movie and we love that movie. And so I was inspired to create that piece for you guys. And, um, Basically, the piece has a hand and it has trust her on it, and um, it's in a Polaroid with a Sharpie beside it. Because in the movie Memento, um, the guy has a memory problem and he can't remember who to trust or where he's been, and so he takes... He gets tattoos or he takes pictures of things. Yeah. And in the episode, I talked about how Scott and I discussed that he should get a tattoo on his hand or his arm that says, trust her. So he knows when he's in a manic episode, which is a memory problem Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to trust me. So it was just, it's beautiful and it's so meaningful and I've been holding off to share. So I'm going to share it as soon as this episode drops. I'm so excited to share with everyone. Yeah, I was, um, I enjoyed making that piece. And I'm glad yes, you like thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, okay. I just have to, I, I want to, I love this from Jane Eyre, the bird that you drew. Oh, thank I am you. no bird and no net ensnares me. Mm. That's like, because that's new since we talked last time. And so oh, I yeah. just, oh my gosh, I love it. Do like you, I, I want a tattoo. I want to like take this and get a tattooed on me somewhere. That would be super cool. <laughs> I'd have to put like your name though under it. Like, <laughs> Ashley Kincaid. <laughs> Credit the artwork always. Did yeah. do you have a favorite of yours? Um, a favorite piece? Yeah. Um I'd say the Jane Eyre one that I've done recently. That's that's probably one of my favorites. Um yeah. I enjoy making so my fiance and I we like to travel and um go hiking places and so we've been working our way through different West Virginia parks and so recently I did the New River Gorge bridge walk mm. so we were like 870 feet in the air yes. walking across the catwalk and that was just awesome in and of itself but um so I like the piece that I made for that um because they they get pretty intricate yeah, I mean, that one is very intricate. <laughs> There's lots of lines there. So how long does it normally take you? Um, So for some smaller pieces that aren't as intricate, it can take like anywhere between 
30 minutes to an hour. If it's more intricate, it takes between about like maybe two to three or four hours. Hmm. But I've done some pieces that have been more abstract. And uh, I think the longest one I've done for that is nine hours. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> that is so cool. Though. Do you sometimes walk away and come back? Um, oh yeah, definitely for the, the ones that take longer. Um, yeah. most of the time though, I'll, I'll just be kind of zoning out doing my work and, uh, my fiance will either be, you know, we'll, we may watch a horror movie or we'll, uh, he'll be playing video games and I'll just be working on my art. Yeah. Similar to what you were saying, like then you can kind of be in the same room mm-hmm. together, right? but both doing your own thing. Can you tell us um, the meaning behind your recent post about turtles and how they're your spirit animal? Oh, yeah. So um, I've always liked turtles. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what got me started with them. I just always thought they were cute. And then I started uh, researching spirit animals and the Mm -hmm. meaning behind them. And I definitely, uh, it resonates with me. Uh, I'm pretty loyal and... um, I persevere. I've been through a lot of things, uh, especially trauma-wise, and I've come out the other end. So I definitely think I'm like a turtle. (laughs) Just keep going. Yes, absolutely. Just keep going. And then you got the hard shell to be able to ward all that other stuff off. I just thought that was cool. So I just wanted you to talk about that a little bit with everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I know your favorite ones. Um, can you, is there one that means more to you than any, anyone else? Um, I think the ones that I create for other people, the, um, so like the one that I made for Amy or, mm-hmm. um, I also made one for this guy that does the bipolar bachelor podcast and he's in oh. New Orleans. Oh, he wanted my. the, uh, the flirt mm-hmm. and that one took about four hours to make. And so check that out. Yeah, it's uh, Jared Frey. I believe that's his name. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to check Mm -hmm. that one out and listen to it. Yeah. Um, And so I created that one for him, and uh, he uses it in all his branding and stuff, so I think that's pretty awesome. That's that's (laughs) really cool. That's really, really cool. But I'd say, like, I guess for me, um, I've been trying to incorporate some more, like, about the artist post on my page because before I was doing just strictly artwork and not really telling more about myself, but it seems to resonate with my audience to kind of share some personality posts. Oh yeah, for sure. People really (laughs) like that connection Mm -hmm. for sure. The story behind all the things, including the artist. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Does your, um, has your fiance tried doing it? Actually, he sometimes will give me ideas like of oh. things to draw or um sometimes I'll do drawings that pertain to like movies that we've watched together or different activities um most recently we came up with a character design and we call her uh Sunday Spectra um Spectre Ooh. I think I'm gonna do that in like you know for the Sunday Scaries <laughs> that's so cool yes. I like that the oh, Sunday man. Scaries man that's a real thing isn't it it definitely that's is that's a real thing when mm-hmm. you, I, I, I am taking the year off. So I have like a whole year with no Sunday scaries. My Mondays are podcast work days mm-hmm. and that is a different kind of work. So probably more work, but mm-hmm. you know, you enjoy it's definitely, it. though. yeah, it's really, it's really, yes, there's just no anxiety really with it. Like I just can jump right in. So, but the Sunday scariest, gosh, I know that so well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that when you uh, like to draw the most our Sunday evenings? Um, I do. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I think a lot of people think it has to, Sunday scariest has to do with like, you know, you don't like your job or, um, something like that. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's more like anticipating, um, all of the work you have to do. And just, you know, if you work in a kind of high stress position, I think it adds more. It does. And I think for people who have social anxiety, Mm -hmm. still going into an office is hard. Mm -hmm. So that, that anticipation of having to go and be with people, it's a little peoply out there. 
Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was was more like that it wasn't my time anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that I don't like my job. I love my Mm -hmm. job. It's just that it wasn't my time. And I felt like, oh, God, I didn't get enough done or something. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't have enough fun or relax enough or sleep enough or that sort of thing. Yeah. And plus, like, when you go into an office, you're not yourself, you know, all the way. Right. I feel like, you know, we have to be a certain person. That's exhausting. Man, that's a really good point. I've never really associated that with mm-hmm. the Sunday scaries. You got to put on your mask. Yeah, you got to put on that different mask. Man, wow. Yeah. So I do see a couple. Well, there's a Pennsylvania on your page, and there's an Andy Warhol reference. And you know we're from PA, obvi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I, I had so, been on a work trip. Um, those are two different times. One time I was on a work trip. Um, at a company that I used to work for. And um, we went through Pennsylvania. Uh, We went through also New Jersey. And then the other time I was on just a for fun trip and we went to the Andy Warhol Museum. And that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got some really great museums here in Pittsburgh. We're we're very lucky for that. Absolutely. Mm I just love that you just draw like things that you see and places that you've been and, and then things that mean a lot to you. And just, it's, it's a really great, um, mix of things that you've got going on here. I think that last time when we spoke that we haven't talked about yet is that is how you do it. So mm. the, the medium, I guess, mm-hmm. is that the right art word? I don't know. Oh yeah, that, that, is, that is totally right. It is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> medium. Um, so I use my iPad and I have an Apple pencil. I use an app called procreate and it's basically just kind of tablet drawing. So, and then I do all of I do all of the creations in black and white for black and white thinking. And um, occasionally I'll do color or like a color version. And if I do that, then I also include it, but it's not like the main image. I did see you did a color version for a therapist, I think, right? Um, Recently I did a series for a doctor that's in New York um, Mm. and she is a therapist, but she wanted a series of thoughts are just thoughts and good enough is enough or is truly enough. The last one we did that I haven't shown yet is you're enough or you you are not alone. I was looking on anxietyresource.org and they talk about how people practicing Zentangle have found that increases self-confidence. They also talk about it relieving stress and anxiety and improving hand and eye coordination. Um, and then it helps nurture your creativity too, which I just love that. But I'm like, kind of like, how would that increase your self-confidence? I wonder, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I think that for me, so a lot of artists that I know, putting your art out there to be judged by other people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. is kind of it's you, you get anxious about it because you know you spend a lot of time doing what you do and if something doesn't perform well it's like oh well maybe i'm useless but um right i think for me putting it out there has helped me be more confident in my work especially I mean people have taken notice and do enjoy it and ultimately it makes me happy and it makes the people that I make the artwork for happy yeah for sure oh man well I mean this is like definitely been something that I feel like is it's helping change me a little bit to make me a little bit more calm and So I'm thanking you for introducing us to that. And hopefully our listeners can start to try to do it as well. Don't let the A word scare you. Art. Art. (laughs) Art. Everyone, everyone can be an artist. Yes. Thank you. I, uh, I get that all the time. You know, people saying, you know, I'll ask them for feedback and they'll be like, I'm not an artist or I'm not creative. And I'm like, no, everybody is an artist and everybody's creative it's a skill like anything else and um you just kind of have to stretch it sometimes yeah you have to access it you know Mm -hmm. it's like fine sometimes I feel like it's there but we push it away for so long that it's hard to find it and get it back you know right I mean, you, you have experienced that for sure, (laughs) for sure. So I'm, I, it's really, it's really lovely to look at your art and then also to just kind of, is the word emulate, Mm -hmm. is that the right word? I think so. Emulate it, which I believe is like 
Isn't that the highest form of flattery? It is. <laughs> um, and I, I, I have a pen, an Apple pen. I just have not tried this. And so I'm like excited to give it a try on the iPad. Oh, this is awesome. Um, yeah, no, I was uh, really pleased that Sarah, you said you've like researched it and have been trying it and. I'm so glad that both yeah. of you guys are doing it. Yeah, we it's love. really cool. So I didn't know that there are like actual steps to it and that the first step is gratitude and appreciation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Then process steps, yeah. like corners, dots and everything. And then the last step is appreciate. Step number oh, eight. Oh, wow. Uh, so it, there is like a rhyme or reason to it? Like the way that you should do it? Like start with the dot? It's really more of a meditative thing. So you mm, don't have yeah. to, like true Zentangling, it's done on like little squares. And mm. you do just a repetition of lines or whatever shapes called tangles. Um, so I incorporate some Zentangling in my work, but mm -hmm, I approach okay. my work like any project and it depends on what I'm doing. And then I incorporate the Zentangling in that. Do you feel like mandalas are kind of in that same category or, or no? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you use your Zentangling? I know you do a lot of work for others. Do you use it for like a meditative purpose ever? Like, do you ever sit and with just the purpose of meditating and maybe like mindfulness? Um, yeah, I've done it. Um, on just, you know, using a pen and paper and doing the original form it gives yeah. you that meditative state, like, uh, like people that do yoga. I think too, what it does is that when we teach yoga, there's a place of our brain that we access that we don't normally. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doodling like that, it's the same place. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's this place, it's different than sleeping. It's mm -hmm. this place of rest that's just, it's very different. <laughs> How does this explain yeah, it? Yeah. It's almost like it pulls you from, so like we have all of the stuff going on. And actually, you have a drawing on there that's like, the the brain the PTSD drawing that you have with the brain oh, yeah. and it has this like real squiggly lines on the one side and I feel like that's like all of my brain a lot of the time <laughs> and um, same here we're just everything yeah, <laughs> yeah there's just so much going on and there could be stuff going on that happened like 15 years ago mm -hmm. that like pops through and then there could be like did I add bananas to the grocery list right right and like all of this stuff that happens but then when you actually sit and do meditation or do yoga or do this Zentangle method, it pulls you to a different spot in your brain that like is it's like its own room where you can like close the door and all that other crap can't come in. And you're just in this quiet space and all that you're focusing on is that. And that's, I feel like where I go when I'm doing yoga and when I'm meditating and drawing like this meditation is the hardest one yeah. to stay in that room yeah so this is like a an easier way of doing that without having to um concentrate so hard on not concentrating yes yes for sure <laughs> exactly we are just so happy that you came back on so that we could share this with our listeners they can take a look at your page which is type for me the number four and maybe they can give it a try to like I don't know. Another, what is it? What do we always say? Another tool for your toolbox. Another tool for your toolbox. Yes. Just another, another thing you can try, give it a try, see if that calms you a little bit, or at least brings you to um, the present time. Yeah. And if not, just enjoy looking at her page and yes. hop over to Redbubble as well. Are you typed for me on there? I think it's Aiken K13, but everybody can uh, reach any of my links through the link in my bio on type for me. Yeah. And you guys actually inspired me from the last time I created a Patreon. Yay. Yay. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. So hop on over to her Instagram page, click on that link, find all of the cool stuff that yeah. she's doing. Um, and thank you so much for bringing awareness and putting your work out there, being brave to put your work out there because that is a hard thing to do. Yes. Um, so thank you for sharing it with the world um, and doing this to bring awareness. Oh, yes, thank you. A wonderful thing. And thank you for joining us again. Yes. It was really yes. good to talk to you. I, I see on there too, that you can commission some work as well. Yes. So if you want to give that the, a go on Patreon. Yeah. On Patreon, uh, you can commission pieces from anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour or um, two hours to four hours that it takes to create. Amazing. Thank you, Ashley. Okay, All right, don't go thanks anywhere. for having me.
This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Follow us on Instagram where you'll find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Until next week, warriors, hold on. We're going to make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, sing it where we go.